Hey, thanks for listening in. This is the I Dare You podcast. I am your host, Darren Johnson, and welcome to episode 30. I am really glad you decided to tune in today. I know you've got a lot of choices in podcasts, and you are here, and I think you're going to like this one. We're joined by special guest Megan Tibbetts. Uh, You may have heard the name for good reason. She is a singer and a songwriter of inspirational music. Uh, She has such a unique background. She's appeared before a national TV audience and ABC's Rising Star, Advancing to the Top 12. She released her debut album, Until I Fly, right after. She's worked with such artists as Jennifer Lopez, Danny Gokey, Brandon Heath, and many others. Megan also appeared on Fox's I Can See Your Voice. And she also just went on tour with New York Times bestselling author Bob Goff. Now, Megan lives in L.A., but she is performing and writing and leading worship and speaking all around the country. And now, welcome to episode 30. I'm glad you tuned in. And here is Megan Tibbetts. Hey, Megan. Welcome. Great to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Darren. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, Megan, many people know your story and follow you and know of you. And there may be some, though, that have not had the opportunity to do so. So take us back. Tell us a little bit about where all this began, your musical journey. Yes, I'm in LA. I was born and raised in Carroll, Michigan, a small, tiny town in the thumb of Michigan to um, a Christian family that was very musical. Um, We actually, my parents were, my dad was a banker. My mom was a music teacher. They quit their jobs and we went on the road as a family band. (laughs) Wow. Did you really? Yes. So I grew up in as a member of the Tibbetts family band. We were called Living Truth. Um, we they quit their jobs. We got a motor home and we went on the road as a family. Oh there was a bed in the back for my sister and I. Um, and then we had like a little kitchenette and some some couches in there. And in the back, we we put all of the crazy instruments that basically my mom played most of them, but that was kind of our niche was crazy instruments that no one's ever heard of. And so we threw those in the back, we jumped in the motorhome, and we traveled. We, we mostly stayed in Michigan. Okay. So tell us, did this love for music continue into college? Yes, I have a bachelor's in music education, K-12. I am absolutely a teacher of music. It is, it is my heart, and I love to share. So it's funny how, how God would use my degree, and I would not use it in a traditional sense where I became a teacher in a classroom, but he would, he would use that degree to, to um, help me and assist me and help me be where I'm called to be, which is sharing music and ministering to the world in any sort of musical way. So Megan, your, your true talent, your songwriting and your, your performance, um, you're a musician, uh, and your new music is unbelievable. But tell us, how did you then get from Michigan out to LA? Um, a friend kind of forced me to make an EP in college. He heard some of the songs I had written and I wasn't, I didn't have dreams to be an artist. I, um, I was going to stay in Michigan, like, like everyone does. (laughs) And, um, and, uh, you know, be a teacher. And, um, and this, this friend of mine, um, now he's, he's really succeeding in the music industry out here as well. But he, he said, you just, you got to make an EP. Let me help you. Let me do this with you. And so I was like, okay, I have a little bit of 
money saved up. Let's just record these songs that I've been writing. Um, and so I did, and I had a little EP release party, um, just really homegrown album. And, uh, and then I left the next day for California for a visit. So I was, I had just graduated. And so I, it was mid-year. I couldn't get a job as a teacher in the middle of the school year. So I thought I'd take an adventure and go see my sister who was living in Huntington beach at the time nice. in California. And so I went and I packed for a week. I told all my friends, Hey, I'll be back in a week or two, you know, um, I'll see you soon. And then I got there a week went by two weeks went by. Um, I got a job at a jewelry shop. I, then I, I joined what had been a dream since I was in elementary school as joining this group called the Young Americans. And they were based in California. And so joining this group called the Young Americans and we traveled the world, went on tour. It truly changed my life. And while on tour, I felt the Lord calling me to, to really move to California and try to be an artist and really pursue artistry. And that was the first time I really felt like this was, this was time to try and put everything in it. So I went to LA on purpose this time. And I ended up, my first gig was at the house of blues, which looked really legit and professional. Right. <laughs> nope. Got it off Craigslist and oh. um, sold a bunch of tickets. It was pay to play. And um, all my friends, of course, didn't have any fans. So all my friends yeah. were kind enough to buy tickets. And from there, I just, I just kept going with all of my heart, with everything I had. And, um, and now, and now I'm here and I'm so thankful that the Lord would open up a door to, to let me do this music full time. You know, Megan, it's clear faith is important to you. It's, it's important to many listening, um, and for others, maybe not so much. I just want you to know that that's okay. It's all good here. So that's a big, bold move, and a lot of different uh, decisions you had to make there, Megan. What, what did you learn through it all? I think the biggest thing that I have learned, even just in the last couple of years, as I started to find a little success, is that music and what I did had become my identity. And it had become so big in this dream that, um, that I didn't even have before. It was almost oh. like, would I be happier if I didn't have a dream? Because now this dream is so deep. And, um, and, and now I feel like I, I'm sometimes I feel desperate for it, you know, and, um, and so, but I had found this dream had gotten really close to God in my life and in importance and had become how I identified myself and how I felt worthy to walk into a room because I had something to offer. I was a singer. And as soon as somebody knew, then I would be more legitimate or I would be more worthwhile or I would be more lovable or worthy of them liking me if I had something that I was good at or something, something like music that defined me. And, and the Lord really began to bring me through the hard and painful journey um, of, of detaching music from my identity. And that was a really 
painful process because it had gotten so close. I wonder if some people have dreams and, and they have a good balance of, oh yeah, this is a thing, but if it doesn't happen, I will be so fine. But I, I didn't have that. Boy, you're touching on something that I think a lot of us deal with is our vocation becomes our identity. It's what we love. It's our passion, but it can go too far pretty quickly. And what was your experience and how did you get through it? After I was pursuing it and finding some success, I, I just found that I was, I cared a little too much. And, um, and so I, I gave it up for a while. I gave up. I felt the Holy Spirit asking me to give up, not to stop doing music altogether, but to give up the pursuit of the things that were about me. Um, In pursuing artistry, it's a little bit tricky because you have to self-promote and you have to, you have to put yourself out there. And one, I do music because I love music. And two, I do music because I want to encourage the world and bring light to dark places and remind people of who they are and what they've been called to. And so easily those things get overshadowed by the the desire for fame or success or, and so I gave it up and Um, it was really hard to watch all of my friends succeeding. Um, my now fiance, he went on this huge tour and, um, and I was just there and people would ask me what I was working on. And I said, myself, (laughs) you know, when I would usually say, you know, I'm working on an album or you get a lot of worth from what people know that you're working on. And so just going through that. And I felt the Lord one by one snip my identity yeah. from everything that I could do and everything, every gift that I had, every talent that I had and, um, and snip them away till it was just me. And he reminded me in that space that he created me. Um, and I am his daughter and I am worth it without anything else attached. And I can walk into a room and feel worthy because I am who he made me to be. And that's it. And that has changed everything for me. And I, what I hope that every person listening and every person, even that I encounter could, could gather from me is that, is that they are the gift. You are the gift. And what got me through was knowing that God cares more about my character than my success or my career. And that's what he was building. And I knew that didn't make it any easier, but it got me through. Well, here you are. Uh, Great insight shared. And I have to tell you, let's talk about your Instagram because there, if you're not following Megan yet, you should be. You're one of the few. Uh, you post such great music there, and uh, it, I love it. And, and I noticed, though, on, the, on your Instagram, it, your harp is in many of your posts on your reels and things. And how did you first get involved in playing the harp? It is so unique and so beautiful. I grew up watching my mom play the harp, and I never had the desire to play until she started teaching my friends how to play. And then my competitive spirit was like, well, if they know how to play, then I've got to learn. So I would sit in their lessons. And, but I, I, the furthest I got was 
basically, I think I played Silent Night for my grandma as a Christmas gift one year. And then I kind of forgot about it. I learned guitar. I was passionate about the guitar. Um, And, um, and I was in piano lessons. And so I was focusing on those other instruments until um, one summer, I did a dinner theater with the young Americans. And, and I thought it's in Michigan, my mom has an extra harp, why don't I just play it and so I played it in that show a little bit and and it was it was awesome so I sent it on a truck to LA when I moved to LA and then I never touched it until one day I came back to Michigan for to do a show and my dad said hey why don't you play the harp and I was like that I don't I don't really play the harp and and but as a good daughter I said okay dad you told me to play the harp I'll play the harp I mean I don't know any songs but I guess I'll learn one and John Legend's song all of me was was a hit at the time and so I sat down and I learned it. it was only four chords so it wasn't really that hard but it sounded really nice on the harp and so I played it at the show that night and the response was so beautiful I thought wait the harp might be a cool thing I never really <laughs> knew it could be cool and I already had one back in LA so when I got back to LA I went in my laundry room was the only place that there'd be room for a video in my tiny apartment in LA. And so I did a a video of all of me and in my laundry room. And eventually um, this show reached out uh, called Rising Star and they wanted me to be on their show and play the harp. And, and so I did, and they were talking about this, this, rising harpist when secretly that's the only song that I knew. I can't rise too far because then I got to learn more songs and I don't know any more songs. And that's actually where Bob Goff comes in. Yes, I, I met him and he saw this one video of me playing the harp and he invited me to come play at one of his events. And oh my goodness, And so I actually, in order to play at his house, had to um, learn more songs on the harp. Okay, you brought up Bob Goff. And for those who don't know, Bob Goff is a New York Times bestselling author. He was our guest on episodes one and two of this podcast. And he has a very unique perspective on faith. And I'm curious, Megan, first off, congratulations on being on tour with Bob earlier this year. What was that whole experience like? I, oh, I love what Bob has built because he has built, he, he calls it the people he wants to reach, um, uh, the guy at the tire, tire shop. And so I love that that's exactly who came. And so I really resonate with that kind of audience and the music that I write. It talks about God, but a lot of it, um, is maybe secretly about God and, and I'm, I'm writing encouraging words that I hope that will inspire people to go to the next place that they're, that they were born to go. And, um, it's maybe a, a similar audience as, as Bob. So I was just so thankful to meet those people that I'm trying to reach and, um, just so honored that they would, that they would listen to me. Now, Megan, you have some brand new music out, uh, solid ground, brand new release. You can go to Instagram, everyone. And, and hear that or go to Apple or Spotify. Uh, and, but also, Megan, you have a recent song right before this called Build a House. And tell me a little bit more. Tell us a bit more about what was the motivation behind this and what made this this release so special for you? Um, this song, Build a House, means so much to me because I had been in 
quite a long season of um, writer's block, you could call it, or Mm. even deeper than that, it was less of a block and more of a, um, a hurt, writer's hurt. I don't know really what happened, but I lost all desire to write for years, lost it. And then one day, it might've been 2020 or 2021, I was listening to an artist and she was just singing, singing her little heart out. She wasn't trying to impress anyone. She was just singing what her soul wanted to say. I was so inspired. I went back to my room and I finally realized that what I had been trying to write in all of those years that I felt that block, I would been, I had been trying to write what I felt like other people wanted me to write. What would hit the radio or show off my voice or this or that. I was just trying so hard and it, it made me hate writing. And so I sat down and I wrote a song that came from my heart and build a house came out and it was so easy and it was so fast and so fulfilling. And I felt like it broke through this block I was having, but the song means so much to me because it was a breakthrough for me. It was a breakthrough from writing what I thought people wanted me to write into writing what my heart needed to say. Wow. What a story. Thanks for sharing that, Megan. And I love some advice. I think we all would. I mean, what did you learn about success? I mean, we're all chasing big goals. We all have them in life. What did you learn through this experience? In some ways, in order to find success, we tend to follow patterns that we've seen because that's the only way we know. I tried to follow patterns that I'd seen. And I think that's what we all do. And I think it's a really scary thing to try something that one, we haven't seen before. And two, there is no guarantee of success. Yeah. Even still, I have found some success, um, but one, who's defining success? So have I, like in some people's eyes I have in other people's eyes, they're probably like, what is this girl trying to do out there? Like we haven't heard her on the radio, so she should just get a real job. But I think that we need to have the boldness to go where we're called. And even if that's an unclear thing, I think we know deep down what would bring us the most life and what when we do it we feel alive and oftentimes that thing won't make a lot of sense and i think that's when we have the choice to to take a risk take a jump Take a leap into the unknown, into a place that other people might say, ooh, are you sure about that? But maybe the people that are saying that are stuck in a job they don't like or living in a place they don't want to be. So I think that with some wisdom, some check-ins with people we trust and some guidance from the Holy Spirit, I think that you're right we got to go for the thing that doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes. You know, that might be the best description I've ever heard, Megan, of how to find your calling. So thank you for sharing that. I also want to follow up on what else you said and about the importance of being aware of who you're sharing your goals with and surrounding yourself with the people 
that will lift you up and to help you reach the goals. It, we share our goals with others, but it's not always it's not always true that people want us to reach them. Uh, what I mean by that is sometimes people enable us just to stay right where we're at, and we really need to take a look and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Does this group I'm hanging with, do they really want me to achieve the goals I, I want to achieve? And I think it's something that we need to be honest with ourselves, don't you think? Absolutely. I think it is important absolutely to have community, but community that is for you. And yeah. as you're pursuing, as the people, as the listeners listening to this today are pursuing the thing that makes them come alive, you're going to have haters. And that is one of the hardest things in my life <laughs> is haters because I need everybody to love me. And if one person doesn't love me, I forget about everyone who might. <laughs> and I chase after that one that doesn't love me. And so I, yeah, I just want to encourage the listener today that people are going to shoot you down. I mean, I got on this TV show and it looked really glamorous. And then I got kicked off the show because we, it was based on votes and you had to get 70% of the world voting yes for you. And I only got 30% saying yes, which meant 70% of the world said, Hey, Megan, you're not good enough. And so I could have quit right there. I think that's the first time I thought about it. And so, yeah, people around you are going to hate. And then the people around you that you trust are going to speak truth. Well, I appreciate you bringing that up, Megan. And for everyone, this is another great insight and a, a pro tip for us. Let's all just do a quick scan right now. Who are we currently hanging out with? Where, who are we spending the most time with? And, and who do we need to spend the most time with? That might be a shift that we all can make and a change that we all can make uh, starting today. So, hey, Megan, what is the best way to follow you? You're currently doing a lot of cool things with your life and many projects. How can we best follow you? Yes, thanks for asking. Uh, most of my stuff gets out on Instagram. So at Megan Tibbetts is my Instagram handle. That's M-E-G-A-N-T-I-B-B-I-T-S. Um, and so I share most on that. If you want to join my mailing list, then you'll get firsthand info about what's coming out. And actually I have some surprises for this next release. And so if you join my mailing list, you can be um, on the inside scoop and maybe be a part of some of those things. So if you go to my website, megantibbets.com, you can join my mailing list there and see my videos and listen to my music. And, um, and all my music is up on streaming platforms and, uh, Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube, et cetera. So I would love to see you in those places. Hey, Megan, it was so much fun to get to know you uh, better and to have you on part of the podcast. You clearly are a talent, and I cannot wait to see what's next for you. And thank you for sharing your story with all of us about where you've been, but more importantly, about where you're taking things. So thanks again, Megan, for being here. Absolutely, Darren. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's truly an honor. I, I love um, what you're doing and I love that you are choosing to pursue the thing that makes you come alive and it's affecting other people because that's also important. It's important that what makes us come alive is actually helping the world. And I think that that's exactly what you're doing and you're spreading light and spreading love and um, you have been such a blessing to me, so thank you. 
Okay, I'm so glad you had a chance to meet Megan Tibbetts and hear more about her story. Now that you've listened, uh, who will you share this episode with? I challenge you and invite you to share with at least two family and friends, whoever you're thinking of right now. Also, follow Megan on Instagram. Uh, You're going to see some of her incredible music and uh, great content. Also, check her out on her website. And also, you can follow me on Instagram, at DarrenJohnson1. Also, be part of the I Dare You podcast community on Instagram, at I Dare You Pod. And be sure to find Megan's new releases, Solid Ground and Build a House, on Spotify and on Apple. You will not be disappointed. What a talent. I want to thank you again for tuning in. You have so many choices in podcasts, and yet you're here. And I appreciate it. We are 30 episodes in. Get ready for episode 31. We're going to do it again. I can't wait to see you here next week.